1: a new era in New England. Welcome to the Lombardi Line presented by MGM I'm Femi Abebefe rolling alongside Wes Reynolds here from the South Point Hotel Casino. And Wes, we got the news this morning. We'll just start off with the top with it. Cam Newton released by the New England Patriots just two hours after Bill Belichick said that he, he was looking good and is in a good place, better than he was last year. But Belichick releasing veteran quarterback Cam Newton, which means they will go with rookie quarterback and first round pick Mac Jones as their week one starter here. The betting market west has been all over the place here. We're seeing movement in week one line against the Miami Dolphins. We're seeing Mac Jones' movement in the offensive rookie of the year market. What kind of stood out to you initially when you looked at the betting market when this news broke earlier this morning. Yeah,
3: you just know Scott Zolak is sitting somewhere saying, (laughs) I told you that rap music is the devil's music. It's the hippity hop. Absolutely. (laughs) And it it ruined the boat here for Cam Newton. But nevertheless, uh, yeah, Cam Newton is uh, released, not traded. So given his outright release, he'll be interested, And we'll get to that later where he may end up signing. But yeah, you've certainly seen the adjustment. And going back to the first preseason game, Femi, where the Patriots did play the Washington football team, you never wanted to necessarily be a prisoner of the moment because Mac Jones is obviously doing that against number twos and number threes on defense. And Cam Newton, of course, as being with the number ones had to go out against chase young and the top end Washington defensive line. So it was kind of like, okay, maybe we ought to give him a little break here. But as you watched more of the games, Mac Jones just seemed more comfortable in the pocket. Mm-hmm. He seemed more comfortable progressing through his reads, showed a little bit more poise. New England obviously has made some moves in the off season, I think to give some weapons because part of Cam's poor play, I think was the fact that he just didn't have a lot of support last year, not just his own poor play, but no re- really no receivers. And now you add Aguilar and you add Kendrick Bourne, Henry and Smith as the tight ends, although they have not really been healthy in the preseason thus far, yeah. but you just saw that, you know, the gap and I pointed that out. I didn't think necessarily this was going to happen, but I thought, you know, the gap between Mac Jones and cam Newton's a little bit more narrow than some of these other guys, some of these other rookie quarterbacks, where I think that there's still a little distance between them and the starter at this standpoint, but there wasn't much distance here. And as you said, now, 12 to 1 to 5 to 1 for Mac Jones to win Offensive Rookie of the Year at Bet MGM. Yeah. And then, of course, the MVP odds 250 from 80 to 1. Now, keep in mind, by the way, these aren't necessarily just bets. These aren't people just betting that all the way down. These are books moving on air and adjusting before they can get exposed on a bad number. So that's a lot of the reason for the move. I just don't think that there's been the time for bettors just to go ahead and unload on these props. But. As you said, adjustment here on the Mac Jones odds and uh, week one, we are going to get Alabama versus Alabama yeah, how about versus
1: that, Mac huh? Jones. Yeah. <laughs> that it's, all of a sudden is a feature game now on it, the week it, one card. It guard. really is. Put that in your quad box when you're watching uh, on a Sunday here in less than two weeks. You mentioned the books moving on air there. Well, BetMGM, their third biggest liability is Mac Jones mm-hmm. in that offensive rookie of the year market mm-hmm. behind Zach Wilson, behind Najee Harris there. And that movement of 12 to one, that just screams to me that it's all about Opportunity with right. this rookie of the year award, and that's the one thing that, as betters, we have to remind ourselves: it's not just which quarterback do you think is the best one amongst the five that won there in the first round. It's which one is going to be in a good position, mm-hmm. which one is also going to have the opportunity because we saw last year Justin Herbert probably doesn't win rookie of the yeah. year if not for the whole Tyler uh, Tyrod Taylor punctured lung situation during week two there. So opportunity for Mac Jones is going to be there around a pretty good Patriots team that bolstered the offensive line. He comfortable back there. If he can get it to the weapons that you mentioned, those four pass catchers that they brought in in the off season, maybe he is live to win this award there, even though he has now just been thrust into this week one uh, starting role. And you hit on a point there, Femi, too, being that there, he's on a team that's not that far
3: out of making the playoffs. A lot of people do like them to at least get a wildcard spot this year, and I would include myself in that. Did pick them as a wildcard team in our v pro football betting guide. And to, to uh, the week one matchup, it's a late afternoon game, week one Miami at New England. Right now seeing basically two and a half, pretty much yeah. across the board. New England favored at home in Foxborough, 44, 44 and a half on the total. Yeah, Mac Jones for like a rookie of the year award. A lot of the times the team performance is going to make a difference, not necessarily just the individual numbers and when you look at the guys a guy like Zach Wilson obviously the Jets are rebuilding Trevor Lawrence the Jaguars are very much rebuilding and behind a very porous offensive line at that so you look at Mac Jones he's got the opportunity to put up some numbers I'm not saying necessarily he will because it's like you know I see all these writers and whatnot and all these media personalities on social media like oh I was so wrong on Mac Jones I'm like well hold the phone he hasn't played a regular (laughs) season game it's not like he's already Been been named to the Pro Bowl. I think I saw the tweet that
1: you're referencing. Yeah, I
3: think it was Stuart Mandel, who does a really good job covering college football. He's like, I was so wrong. I was like, well, hold the phone here. He has not played a regular season game just yet. He's just proven that he can win the job. He hasn't proven that he can do the job just yet.
1: Yeah, and Mac Jones will be the first rookie quarterback to start for the New England Patriots since Drew Bledsoe back in 1993. He was the number one overall pick out of Washington State there. But you mentioned that week one line there between the Miami Dolphins that line was sitting at Patriots minus three for since last week, pretty much there now has dropped down to two and a half. We've seen the total drop to 44. It was at 44 and a half earlier this morning there. And that's to be expected, which mm-hmm. wouldn't you say, Wes, is yeah. a, a rookie quarterback week one against a really good defensive mind in Brian Flores who knows this scheme very well since he was on that Patriots staff that won the Super Bowl a few years ago.
3: Yeah, this is going to be one of those games that I think a lot of sharp guys are going to want to put in their teasers in week one, simply at two You know, we will talk about that throughout the season here on Visa and those quote Wong teasers because Stanford Wong, of course, wrote about it in his book teasing through those key numbers of three and seven. I know those numbers maybe aren't necessarily as key anymore with more possessions in a game and obviously more coaches apt to go for two and kind of look at the analytics and whatnot, but they're still very key numbers. So all of a sudden you tease a six point teaser with the leg with the Dolphins up to like eight and a half and you have a relatively medium to low. Low total at 44 44 and a half two very young quarterbacks I would not be surprised if the under saw some support it already has 45 and a half was the original opener a few months ago so when you get an under like that when you get a total bet to the under oftentimes teasing up an underdog especially through key numbers really gives a lot of added value in the leg of a teaser
1: yeah this just feels like one of those 20 to 17 type of games two teams that know each other very well two coaching staffs that know mm-hmm. each other very well but I want to ask you about this Pete Patriots' ceiling now because rookie. we've never seen a rookie quarterback win the Super Bowl. And you said you liked them to make the playoffs even before this news came out when it was still the uncertainty of whether it was going to be Mac Jones or Cam Newton. In terms of their ceiling, does it change anything for you? Because, uh, I mean, we've never, like, I don't think you had them as a Super Bowl contender no. regardless. So it, it's pretty much the same whether you look at the Super Bowl market where I believe they're 35 to 1 on DraftKings and 18 to 1 to win the AFC. That no, Nothing to do there, correct? Yeah, it
3: pretty much is a net zero for me in terms of where I would move them up and down the board, basically. Because I looked at their schedule. They obviously do not play a first-place schedule. That would be the Buffalo Bills. So, if you look starting out, now starting out, you have two divisional games. You have Miami at home, then you go to the Jets. There is, realistically, you're going to be favored in both. So, you could be 2-0, and then you get New Orleans and Tampa Bay back-to-back in Gillette Stadium. The schedule is very manageable. One of the things that honestly concerned me more than the quarterback was Steph Stephon Gilmore being put on the pup list today, the yep. corner and Stefan Gilmore, I think is a real key to this defense. I thought this Patriots defense got a lot more out of their season than they probably should have because that defense was good. And keep in mind, they did have a couple players like Hightower and a couple others that did opt out last season. So now they're kind of back at full strength. So I don't like necessarily seeing Stephon Gilmore, Gilmore there on the pup list because him and McCordy, I think make one of the best cover corner combinations in the league. So that actually concerned me a little bit. A bit more in the quarterback change.
1: Yeah, JC Jackson as well in that secondary. Just a talented group for Bill Belichick there. So Gilmore, now that he is on the pup list, will miss the first six games guaranteed of this 2021 regular season. So mixed in that six games is that premier game. I think everybody's waiting for is mm-hmm. when they're hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Brady returns to Foxborough there. So a big loss for the Patriots in that first six weeks. They're missing their all pro cornerback there. But the one thing that really stands out to me with this Mac Jones and and initial move of releasing cam newton is that i really loved bill belichick's process throughout this he went into camp with cam newton as quarterback number one he let things play out i mean this time last week we were talking about how the door had become open because of the cam newton COVID misunderstanding is Mm -hmm. what they were calling it there when he had to miss those five games and they had the joint practices with the new york giants but you see bill belichick on what he's seen actually going through a process unlike some other quarterback competitions or quarterback battles that we're seeing around the league there in particularly in Chicago where they kind of just had their result planned and then made their way there regardless what happened in training camp or the preseason but what do you make of this from just a Belichick standpoint of He went into this open-minded and came out here with the first-round pick who he's now going to get to see and get as many data points along with this rookie contract that he has under Mac Jones.
3: Well, the hoodie is somebody that does get the benefit of the doubt in terms of if you look at the entire body of work and his entire run up there in New England he kind of st- seems to know, and really that whole crew up there in that front office kind of seems to know when the part weighs with the player. And it, you just kind of marvel at it. It's like, they just know because you see all this big name, and they're off like a Pro Bowl season. Like, you get a Pro Bowl linebacker or a Pro Bowl pass rusher, and it's like, why are they getting rid of this guy? And then when they go to another team, they just never really are the same. And and I think he just absolutely knows. So you're going to trust that judgment here, I think, with that process. And And you brought up the whole thing, too, and I don't want to get necessarily because it's such a political football nowadays but with the whole vaccine thing you know Mm -hmm. did that play a role into it and I don't know if it did obviously on social media when this news came out this morning everybody's like you know they immediately pointed to that so I don't want to say that it didn't play a factor but I think this was mainly a football decision I think this is just looking at the game film looking at practice and seeing that Mac Jones was progressing through the reads and you know uh, dropping back faster and really having more of a presence in the Pocket. So I would tend to believe that this is more of a football decision necessarily than kind of this whole distraction thing. And I kidded at the top about Scott (laughs) Zolak, the radio personality up there who does some of their preseason games, saying, well, he's just dancing around all this rap music. I don't think that has anything to do with that. I just think it's kind of a funny story. But nevertheless, Bill Belichick is decisive. And when he makes a decision, he's going to stick with it. And he absolutely has. And now you have Mac Jones as the starting quarterback. The one thing for Mac Jones, I will say, and I think that that's been baked into the cake in terms of the books kind of moving on air, you know, with these rookie of the year props and and the like with Mac Jones, he's behind actually a pretty solid offensive line. And Mm. one of the things, and we'll get into this later on in the program, Femi, Offensive line play right now in the NFL, there's a lot of teams on trouble on the yes. offensive line, and it's been like that for a few years. I think it might have been a few years ago. I think it was Bill Pullian that said this. Now, his angle on this was because he was against the collective bargaining agreement at the time. and of course, he's management, not labor. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, you can understand where he's coming from from that perspective, from that agenda. But he is right. He goes the offensive line play. This was back four years ago. Is the worst I have ever seen it in the league. And how many teams have we talked about? in this preseason that have absolute trouble on the offensive line new england not really one of them they're very experienced they have david andrews a veteran isaiah Wynn, Trent brown at both of the tackles so and there is some depth and there is some continuity on that offensive line so at least mac jones has that to work with which really some of the other rookie quarterbacks like a trevor lawrence like a zach wilson like perhaps a justin fields whenever he gets the call to start in chicago mm-hmm. they don't have that luxury
1: yeah, it's going to be trial by fire, through the yes. fire for those guys there. Fascinating stuff indeed. And just housekeeping notes, Mac Jones. to to be MVP is now moved to 80-1. to I mean, a rookie MVP, I don't think we've never seen that before, and I don't think we'll see it this year, but interesting to note, nonetheless. Let's move over to the New Orleans Saints here, who are kind of in a similar position that the New England Patriots were in last year, replacing a legend at quarterback here. They bring in another former first overall pick, now with Jameis Winston getting the start there in New Orleans. And the news that came out today, Adam Schefter reported it, and it's been widely reported now, but Sean Payton told the media that there's a good chance that they will not be playing at home in the first month of the season. In fact, they've already been planning to play on the road to start this 2021 regular season. Now, that puts into effect their week one game. They are home, as you look at the schedule, against the Green Bay Packers. Now, the NFL has not come out and said anything officially yet. We'll see where that kind of comes out throughout the course of the day. But right now, the Saints planning to start the season on the road. Does that affect anything for you in terms of the betting market? I mean. Obviously, it's Hurricane Ida Mm -hmm. is what's going to probably displace Mm -hmm. the Saints. And obviously, it goes without saying. But we're hoping everybody in that Gulf Coast region stays safe. But from a betting perspective, how how do you approach that now with the Saints possibly not having a home game until maybe week four at the earliest. I
3: think the Saints have obviously as an organization had experience with this. And to your point, other teams in Louisiana as well. Tulane now going to be headquartered at UAB and also at University of Alabama, Tuscaloosa before they go play Oklahoma week one. LSU has now been displaced. They go out to the Rose Bowl to play UCLA. And that's, I think, a little bit of a reason why you saw the move on UCLA plus the fact that UCLA has a game under his belt. But Mm -hmm. back to Packers and Saints here. I don't think it really changes all that much in terms of their approach. The Saints have been actually a point of contention with myself and our great producer Stephanie Kamershack who is a, who is a, very much I guess we would say lukewarm on the New Orleans Saints this year. We'll call it lukewarm instead of uh I of think she gave words. a thumbs down, so yeah, I don't know how lukewarm
1: the is.
2: Trash!
3: They're going to be trash! <laughs> Wes, Wes thinks they're going to be at least okay, maybe a wild card team. I still think there's a lot of talent on that team, but certainly, look, new starting quarterback, obviously Michael Todd Thomas not going to be ready to go early in the season. So there is certainly some negative news on the the Saints, but I would maybe rather buy on bad news. Not necessarily here in the week one spot, though, but I still think there's a lot of talent on that team. They just got to replace some of those defensive starters they lost in free agency.
1: Yeah, also interesting of note, if this game gets the venue is changed, likely bets to be refunded would be Mm -hmm. my guess since it would probably go to a neutral site. Yeah, and they would have to reprice it, and then obviously
3: hopefully that's solved before these contests get underway, the Super Contest, the Circus Sports Billion, so they can readjust those numbers.
1: A lot happening in the NFL today. It's busy. The preseason over. We're looking forward to the regular season. We'll get more into Week 1 notes later on on the other side of the break. You're watching the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM.
4: Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com, that's A-N-G-I.com, or download the app today.
2: Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: just around the corner, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any BetMGM Casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It is the Lombardi Line uh, presented by BetMGM. Coming to you from the South Point Hotel and Casino, I'm Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. Wes, a lot of news and notes here. We've got guys going on PUP. The NFL cut down deadline is 4 p.m. Eastern time today, 1 o'clock on the West Coast. But in a more lighthearted note, I mean, we've seen a lot of social media (laughs) challenges go viral, and the recent one that's been going on the last 10 days or so is the Milk Crate Challenge. Now, I myself can't understand why this became popular, but of course, our very own social media star in the NFL, one Juju Smith-Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers, had to get in on the act, and I think we have the video fired up, ready to roll for this one. You take a look at there. I mean, Juju showing the core balance, of course, there, Weston T is a professional athlete, but if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm sure you love seeing this just days away from the start of the regular season Yeah, no bring
3: back the ice bucket challenge I mean uh, what are we going to put you on the uh, injured list or hypothermia or something like that if you're doing that challenge that's one thing but look I know it seems benign and usually you want to give a professional athlete the benefit of the doubt, because we know guys that are football players, they'll play some pickup basketball and and whatnot, and they'll do some other things that they probably shouldn't be doing, but that's what they're going to do. So usually you trust their judgment, but (laughs) I know that that looks, you know, not very unsafe or whatnot, but you could easily fall off and turn an ankle or do something like that. So uh, I'm not going to totally go Mark Madden, who's a radio personality in Pittsburgh, who obviously. Obviously uh, Juju Smith Schuster is one of the banes to his existence and always really goes after him because Juju Smith Schuster sometimes comes across like a me guy. Like, look at me, look at my social media. I'm all about the gram. I'm all about the likes <laughs> on the tweets and all whatnot. about the gram. And, and, you know, he kind of is, I mean, he's a, a good player. Now he is somebody I was a little bit wrong on last season. Cause I thought, okay, this is the year he finally emerges as the number one receiver. AB is long gone. Now it's Juju Smith Schuster's time. But it was really Chase Claypool that I think emerged, even though he's listed as wide receiver two, that really was kind of wide receiver one or at least Mm -hmm. one and a half for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the rookie out of Notre Dame. And look, this Pittsburgh passing game should be good. Ben, I think, has looked good in limited action in preseason. So I think it's at least a rebound season from what we saw last year, being that there were times where it was like three steps and the ball is out because he didn't feel right. And he was throwing all these short passes, really you know, kind of had a a little bit of disagreement Agreement with the offensive coordinator in terms of the play con, but you didn't really see Ben get the ball down the field as much. I think he'll be able to do this this year and kind of a guy. that has been a little bit of a revelation in the preseason, uh, for uh, Pittsburgh has been Pat Fryer moved to the end out of Penn State, who's going to do that double tight role with Eric Ebron. They bring in Najee Harris. We'll see how they can run the ball because this is a reworked offensive line, and this team was dead last in the NFL and running the football. I surely think that they're going to be able to throw the football. And look, the, the reason why you can't totally toss the Steelers out in terms of any type of playoff consideration or maybe being a dark horse in the AFC they got a championship defense. They've got one of the best defenses in the NFL, and they've got some absolute stars on that defense with Fitzpatrick and Hayden, T.J. Watt, et cetera. So the defense can keep them in games, but can they run the ball, and can the offense kind of get to the level it was a few years ago?
1: Well, what's interesting to me is just seeing – how the market just is not buying this team. I mean, we saw a total of eight and a half, their season win total with the over at plus money there at plus 115. This is is insane. I mean, this is a Mike Tomlin team. He's never had a below 500 season in 15 years there in Pittsburgh. Their division odds five to one. When's Mm -hmm. the last time you saw the Pittsburgh Steelers 45 to one to win the Super Bowl? You mentioned all the pieces that they have there. It feels like this team could be a nice team to play as an underdog in single game bets, especially Especially in week one really against Buffalo.
3: Agreed. And and I think the reason why you're seeing those odds kind of drift a little bit is because look at the division they're in. Cleveland kind of looks like, okay, this is their year to really finally break through and prove what everybody thought they were going to be two or three years ago. And then you have Baltimore, who's always kind of that steady Eddie team, so it's mm-hmm. like they're third, so they automatically put those on. This is a team that I think is very much a boomer bust team. So right now, I wouldn't be on a buy or a sell. I'd be on a hold, but it would not surprise me. I think uh, you kind of take uh, your life in your hands a little bit if you doubt the Steelers too much.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're making too much money over the last 20 years doing that there. That number has gone from seven to six and a half week one at Buffalo. We'll talk some more week one lines on the other side of the break. It is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Femia BetFa West Reynolds coming to you from the South Point Hotel Casino. Is kick. It's the perfect time for you to huddle up with the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. The guide is only $19.99 and available now. And our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femia and Bebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here at the South. Point Hotel and Casino and West. I really wanted to talk on a general sense, and then we'll get a little bit more micro here in just a little bit, but week one is less than two weeks away here with the NFL regular season, and these lines have been out since May when the Mm -hmm. schedules were initially made, but obviously not as many people were firing. The limits were a little bit lower there since we didn't have any real information, but now that preseason is over, how as a better do you kind of gauge of when to fire on best? Now, obviously where the number is at and where it could go possibly uh, factors into your decision, but what are the, some of the pros and cons of firing now versus waiting next week when we start to get those practice reports populating our Twitter timelines?
3: Yeah, and that's where I think it's a little bit dangerous to fire early. Now, like in college, where there's a lot more variance, you obviously can take these game of the year lines that get put out late May, early June, and go ahead and just try to get price equity. And that's what these guys are trying to do. They're trying to say, well, I can take 14 here, and it's going to be seven the week of the game. Then you've got some pretty darn good equity there. You certainly don't see that line very Variants, at least very often here in the NFL, kind of save for that Seattle-Indianapolis game where the Colts were like a three-point favorite, and now they're a three-point underdog mm-hmm. at some shops, including uh, down at Circus Sports right here at the South Point as well. So you usually don't get that kind of line variance. So I think you can still wait till like week one if you want to or, the, or leading into week one to fire on some of these. And then you got to look at also a bunch of, of different things here. You've got to look at, Okay, where are these prices? You know, what were the look ahead lines? Um, When we get to later in the season, that's where you get those look ahead lines, you know, kind of on Wednesday for the following week. And then you can weigh the adjustment between the results you see on Sunday where then it's like, okay, maybe there's an over adjustment. Maybe we're being a prisoner moment on the basis of the most recent results. So what I see a lot here, too. You see a lot of teaser games. There's a ton of teaser games really here on week one where you can tease through key numbers and whether it's underdogs up through key numbers or favorites down, you look at Dallas and Tampa Bay. I think this got up to nine with maybe Dak getting that second MRI and now back down to seven and a half or eight. You're going to see a lot of Buccaneers teasers. I think down to one and a half, you're going to see, we talked about Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Now six and a half pretty much across the board. Still some sevens out there. Six and a half here at BetMGM. Tease that down to a half point where it's like, okay, Buffalo's basically just got to win, the, win game. the game. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to see that. And then you've got the underdog teaser plays. I mentioned uh, earlier with Miami Dolphins tease them up to eight and a half the New York Giants. If you want to tease them up to eight Gosh, and a half, that, as that home sounds underdogs. so
1: I mean, it's a great play that Giants up to eight and a half, but mm-hmm. Daniel Jones is just so prone to giving short fields to the opposition. And well, all sudden,
3: there's another team too with <laughs> offensive line problems, and I'm actually higher on this Giants team than probably most people. And now I'm kind of thinking okay was my read a little bit wrong and that's yes. one of the things you have to do and we've had Chris Zanuck on here I know he was at that panel uh, down at Circa Sports on Saturday and we've had him on the show myself and Brady on this program he's been on Gill show a numbers game and Chris Zanuck is right because this is a guy that does not like to play a lot of like season win totals or maybe a lot of futures because one of the things you have to do sometimes is a better you have to have the willingness to admit that you were wrong or your read on a team was wrong so it's like Okay, I like them in the season win total, but that doesn't mean you got to bet them week to week. That doesn't mean you got to bet them necessarily every single game. And and there are always a couple teams as betters. I think, well, we were right on that team. We knew that team was going to be good or better than expected. And then the results bear fruit. And then there are teams where it's like, you know, like the Steelers are kind of one of those teams last year. I thought that was a team that was going to be better. And they kept disappointing week after week. And then it's finally like, you know what? I got to get off these guys. I I, I was wrong on these guys. I think a lot of people with San Francisco, now they had a lot of injuries last year, but eventually people had to start getting off of them because they had the Super Bowl hangover and then plus the injuries. So you have to have the willingness I think to kind of admit that you're wrong. And one of the things I would recommend to better is going back to the point Chris Anook made don't necessarily because you took an over on a season win total feel like you got to bet that team in week one. This is a long season. It's It's 17 games. So if you don't like him in the spot, you can be willing to go against him.
1: Yeah, you don't want to count things twice, almost right. thing, It's like, hey, yeah. just don't just, lose two bets in there, one. There'll be plenty of opportunities to bet the team you like, but I, I want to kind of get down to some a couple games in particular that bettors might want to have that itchy trigger finger to want to pull the trigger now and make some of those bets and fire in versus waiting until next week. The, the line between the Minnesota Vikings and the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, we've seen it kind of sitting at three and a half for much of the summer, at least during training camp, but now we're seeing a little bit bit of support towards the Cincinnati Bengals even here at the South Point it's at 3 now with a total of 48 we're mm-hmm. seeing a lot of 3 and a halfs that are kind of even money for the Vikings so you if you want that hook for the Cincinnati you'd have to be paying minus 110 uh, minus mm-hmm. 120 likely so in an instant like that there where you're seeing a line that could be going away. If you want to fade the Minnesota Vikings, how do you prevent from maybe getting that FOMO of saying, Hey, I'm going to miss out on my number. If I don't strike now versus I really want to see more of the practice report, more of the injuries, who's going to be active. Uh, We barely saw Joe Burrow. So we don't even know what to expect from him. How do you kind of fight back the urge from letting a number get away from you there?
3: Yeah, I, I think with some of these, and that's the most important thing I think of being a better. And that's kind of the, the, uh, minutes to learn, lifetime to master thing of sports betting here in the NFL is timing the market. Timing the market is very important, and sometimes you're going to, you know, win with the win with the worst of it and lose with the best of it. So it's not a zero sum game. But you mentioned this Minnesota Cincinnati, and why the South Point is three. Of course, longtime listeners and viewers here at Visa know that Michael Gahn, the owner of this fine property here at the South Point, they don't mess around with the juice. It's always one ten juice mm-hmm. on either side. So if somebody else was offering three on the Vikings. Most other shops, you would probably be paying like minus 130 or minus 135 because that's such a key number. So you'll often see that on the key numbers of three and seven, but just three here flat at the South Point. So yeah, it is about timing the market necessarily, and you don't want to necessarily chase bad numbers, especially off key numbers. And that's why that's why you have teasers, and that's why you have different inventories to bet. If you don't like a side, maybe you bet the team total if you miss a number on the side, because oftentimes those numbers are a little bit slower to move than are the point spreads because that's what most of the bettors are betting. They're seeing the lines on the board, so they're not betting the stuff that they don't see, like team totals or things like that.
1: That's the beauty of the betting market here in 2021. The menus are so vast, mm-hmm. so if you lose that number, don't freak out. There's other, likely other ways to kind of attack that game in particular. I kind of lost number. I number. I saw a four there with the Eagles. I was looking at Eagles plus four, one away, and now it's three and a half, so not as key as three and a half, right. three, but uh, what would it like to have four to be? able to get that push on a on a four-point spread there. But don't go away. We have Will Hill of Point Spread Weekly here joining us on the other side. It is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMG.
0: From BBC Radio 4,
1: anyone can capture that Grand Slam championship feeling. Step on the court with the king of sportsbooks for a chance to win $100 in free bets when you place a $1 wager on any player to win the big tournament in Queens, New York. If any player serves an ace, you'll win $100 in free bets regardless of your bets outcome. Just use bonus code VSIN100 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Sign up now and get access to BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, Daily deals, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use bonus code VSIN100 to win $100 in free bets if any player serves an ace in New York. New customer offer paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. It is the Lombardi line presented by bet MGM Femia Bebefe with Wes Reynolds here from the South Point Hotel Casino West. We've been talking ad nauseum about all the NFL news and notes a little bit about week one, but we figured we should bring in a guest to get their opinion on all the happenings from this morning around the National Football League. So that's welcome in Will Hill of Point Spread Weekly. Will, good to see you uh, in Skype form uh, this morning here today. And we could go in any direction here, Will. So I figured let's start with the big. News of the day Cam Newton released by the New England Patriots thus Mac Jones now will be the week one starter against the Miami Dolphins your kind of reaction and perspective from a from a betting standpoint here as we approach the regular season
5: First of all, I was blown away by that live read by you. That was a long read. I mean, it was smooth. I know Patrick Maher privately prides himself as having the best live reads in the company. He wasn't he asked me not to say anything, but I think you're uh you're hunting for him there. Um,
1: it's the TV background Will.
5: it is it is that was good. um yeah, I was surprised like everybody, you know i I'd be interested to hear Belichick's, his thoughts. I'm sure he's not going to give you too much. I'm sure he's just going to give you, you know, we did what was best for the team, but uh, it was going in this direction. I mean, it was going to be Jones's team at some point. He was really impressive in camp. Cam missed that time that opened the window for him. Figure you think, you know, at some point Jones would take over. The fact that Cam is just cut all together was interesting. Um, You know, and I'm also curious where the line moves from here. If it moves at all, I I saw, you know, you get a three on Miami. Now, does the market like this? Does the market not like this move? Or just stay put uh, my guess is it'll stay right at three. That is a key number. I think it's a touch too high, just considering the fact that, uh, you know, these are pretty two evenly matched teams. And I don't think home field is worth three points. It's more like two, a little over two. So I think there is some some value on the Dolphins. And look, we get a, a fascinating matchup next Sunday. It's two of It's Mac Jones and Alabama reunion. So it should be a lot of fun. I'm excited for it.
3: Yeah, Westgate, and we were noticing this over the break, Femi, this they did move to three. I believe they're the long wolf right now in the market at three, a lot, at least at a solid three. There's some three with juice, and there, there's some two-and-a-half minus $1. twenty on the Patriots' side. So uh, certainly uh, maybe a little bit of a short-term buy on the Patriots, but like what Will said, I think this is going to dance around the number. Yeah.
1: And, and, and will when you look at because we see now the momentum has come with the odds makers moving that line for Mac Jones rookie of the year. He was 12 to one earlier this morning. Now five to one after this news. Uh, I don't know there's probably not a whole lot of value there, but what do you make of that move there with Mac Jones now getting the opportunity like Trevor Lawrence, like Zach Wilson to get those reps and be the rookie of the year here at the end of the season?
5: Yeah. Like you said, probably not a whole lot of value at five to one. I mean, still, I mean, I see some of these books are down to like four to one. I mean, can you give me the feel that at no minus 600 or whatever, because that's <laughs> these one-way lines, they're tricky with it. But, um, you know, I just think it's interesting. It's what we talk about all the time. Be nimble, you know, be, be, be ready to act on this information, whether it's an injury, whether it's COVID, you gotta, you know, have your accounts funded, be aware and, and, and jump on news that like this, So you got it at 12 to one, you got a hell of a bet. So always got to be on your toes here to get the best uh, best of the number.
3: Well, we're about to get full-throated into football, obviously, college this weekend, starting off the official week one and then the NFL the week after that. But we don't want to neglect baseball necessarily. There's still some opportunities out there for betters as we get down to the pennant races and the wild card and some of these teams kind of packing it in, some of these teams trying to make a rally. And we'll go to the baseball card here. I think your first play is going to be a team total. It is the Baltimore Orioles, 40-90. Uh, and 90. Now I've reached the 40 win mark and they're going against the blue Jays who are kind of trying to keep pace in that AL East, but they seem like a 2022 team rather than a 2021 team, but you're not going to lay the big price. Cause you're now getting these big prices here. And Femi and I were talking about this over the break, like with the NFL, you can also do it in baseball. If you don't want to necessarily lay a big price. So you miss a number. The team total is an option. And that's what you've taken here.
5: this is just, this has become road at this point. I mean, you you plug the team total in uh, against the Orioles pretty much every night. It's not just that they're losing a million games, which they are. They're not losing many of these games, two to one or three to two. I mean, they're giving up eight, nine, ten runs almost every night. And, you know, somebody on Twitter made a good point because I was talking about just throwing the blue Jays into some of these money line parlays. He said, well, that's a lot of chalk. I said, you know what? The alternative is you're not fading the Orioles. And to me, it's a lost opportunity this past month gone by this next month coming up. I just don't think you can make the number high enough. They're just so bad. The so so bad the bullpen is even worse. Uh, even last night, they, 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 there was no hit in Toronto in like the fifth inning. It was one nothing. They're ahead. Next thing you know, Guerrero hits a home run and ties it. And by the seventh inning, the Blue Jays have seven runs on the board. They're just The, the Orioles are just not a competitive team. So I think the, uh, the Blue Jays will score plenty of runs. They got Springer back in the lineup, which is a big key. You know, you think with all those names in the lineup, as good as Springer is, they wouldn't miss him as much as they did. But, you know, he's missed a million games. But when he's played, he's been awesome. And it's been a, a different offense for Toronto. So I think Toronto will score early and often and I like the team total over
1: Yeah. Well, you mentioned that parlays, which is like another way to play these big favorites in major league baseball. And and you have an interesting parlay taking advantage of the betting menu that we have now with football here uh, with us in this uh, as we wrap up uh, August and get towards the Labor Day weekend rather. But you've paired the Blue Jays with Ohio State and also the Sunday night favorite in week one of the NFL, the LA Rams there. Talk about what the thought process of uh, playing those big favorites to get a pretty decent price uh, in that.
5: Yeah, this is something I think I've learned from West years back where he, he does this. A lot of guys do this where, look, you don't want to lay 300 with the Blue Jays. You don't want to lay minus 600 with Ohio State Thursday night against Minnesota. You don't want to lay, I think it's minus 370 with the Rams. But if you put all three of them together, you basically got it's around an even money bet, maybe minus 101 depending on where you shop. So, Look, to me, it's a way of fading the Orioles. You take down some of the juice. You throw Ohio State in there. To me, it's a pretty good bet. And if you want to, you know, buy back with a middle uh, Sunday night next week, if it's still alive with uh, with the Bears and go for a middle, you can do that. But to me, you know, you could call it square. But to me, value comes in all shapes and forms. And, you uh, Look, the Orioles, like we said, were a dead team. I think Ohio State's a pretty good bet to win that game. And you go into it where all you need is a win out of the Rams. And I just don't think Dalton will beat the Rams. So, as always, just keep your options open. Value comes in all shapes and sizes.
3: Will, will uh, stick with uh, one of the legs in your parlay, that being the Thursday night game, Big Ten opener for Ohio State and Minnesota. And this is a game Femi and I, I think, are going to get to in the second hour of the program. Uh, currently 14, pretty much across the board. couple 13 and a halves out there on the Buckeyes. And, and then there's a 14 and a half, I believe, at Bet Rivers. But Total's been getting a little support to the under here. It was 65 and a half. You're on 65. Now there's some 64s in the market. Why do you like the under here with the Buckeyes and the Gophers?
5: Yeah, I think a couple of things. I think there is some rain in the forecast, like a 30, 40 percent chance of rain. Last I looked uh, C.J. Stroud starting for Ohio State. He's a redshirt freshman. First ever career start. It's going to be on the road. So you think, you know, Ohio State likes to run the ball anyway. Minnesota, these are two pretty run heavy teams uh, with a freshman quarterback. You're probably going to be a little bit more conservative, a little shaky weather. So. I think, uh, I think the under is a good bet. I think we could see this tick down to maybe 64, four, maybe 63 and a half, something like that. I do think the under is the right side with two run heavy teams here.
1: Well, I wanted to ask you about another one of those ranked teams playing this week. We're going to talk about North Carolina and Virginia tech later on in the next hour here, but I'm seeing the line right now It open six. Uh, it's five and a half. Most places it's down to five at circa there. Uh, North Carolina, we know the Tar Heels, they bring back Sam Howell. They have the offensive line back. They lose those skill guys to the NFL draft there. But are you comfortable backing them? Uh, Friday night, it's Blacksburg. Enter the Sandman's going to be going. We know the crowd out there in Virginia Tech is going to be pretty fired up, although Justin Fuente is on the hot seat there entering this 2021 season.
5: Yeah, haven't done my full research on this game. I would lean towards taking the points just because I never really trust Mac Brown on the road to late points. Like you said, that's going to be a, a well-hydrated crowd there on a Friday night, school just starting. That's going to be a raucous bunch there in Blacksburg. So uh, I would lean towards taking the points there. And, you know, I think something – I don't know if you guys are, are – uh, of this school of thought, but I just think you got to maybe specialize here with college football because there's so many games, so many schools that I'm going to probably just try to narrow it to a few, a few conferences this year. And if, you know, that's why the, the visa and the college football betting guide is so key to just help you out with all these schools. But, uh, like I said, I would probably lean towards taking the points here.
3: Yeah. And I think that's a good point by you. Will, in terms of narrowing the scope, because it can be overwhelming now that it's we're lot, getting, yeah. we, we kind of got fooled on that four uh, game card last week where it's like, okay, you know, there's not as many games. Now we're getting the full boat on Saturday. So very hard to really handicap every single game, even on from Thursday, Friday and Saturday night going forward. But will want to get your opinion and your take on the final golf tournament of the 2020, oh, 2021, yeah. PGA tour season. We're down to 30, the tour championship. Somebody's taken home 15 million bucks to win that FedEx cup. Really? Only a few guys have a chance to do that. So did you play anything this week? Did you play it with the FedEx cup market or just the starting strokes market?
5: I did a little of both, and that's a key point. Make sure you know what you're betting. But uh, I like Sam Burns. I think he'll play well on this course. He putts well on Bermuda. He was good to me last week. I had him to win. I had him top 10, and I had him first-round leader, which ended to be a three-way dead heat after mm-hmm. uh, McIlroy eagled. I think it was the 17, which uh, kind of broke my heart because 18 was playing to par all day. Rahm and, and Burns were already in the clubhouse at minus 8, I believe, and McIlroy got there too. But uh, you know, I just think the upside of Burns, not that he can come back and win. It's going to be difficult, but he just has that upside. if he can get hot with the putter. And we've seen his recent form. He's been really good lately. So I think uh, Burns is worth a shot here.
1: All right. Well, that's Will Hill point spread weekly. We'll appreciate you joining us here this morning and uh, good luck with all the bets here today and uh, going into the weekend.
5: All right. Be good, guys. com slash subscribe. Football betting guys. Check them out. Thank you.
1: There it is right there. Absolutely. He's always helping us out there. Yeah, absolutely. The man that, is, that's being a team player. He's I mean. A1 with the plug. We absolutely love that. Also, more of Will's picks. He has Phillies, Nats over 9.5. Dodgers, Braves under 8 with Bueller and Morton on the mound out there in L.A. Well, don't go away. On the other side, we have another guest, Bruce Marshall, talking a little AFC West and AFC West here in the NFL. It's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM.
2: Zumo Play.